top of the morning to you, or the afternoon. Welcome to the Before I Go podcast. I found out that I was half Irish a little while ago, and so I embrace my nuttiness from time to time, <laughs> even though that was a bad Irish accent. Uh, hey, if you're listening to this for the first time, I'm Lyndon, and Before I Go is a platform for people to share stuff that matters to them, uh, that may not matter to other people, but Underneath it all, I encourage a, a place of selfless giving and love. And I just choose to believe that if you come from that place, good things are going to happen because it's really hard to think, hate, and feel love or vice versa. So let's go with the uh, with the latter. All right. Uh, this one is a work in progress, as am I. And I am damn relieved that I am going to be a work in progress until the day that my body is taken from me and whatever happens after that happens. So this work in progress, um, over the last couple of years when I've been working with people, and it's not really work, when I've been seeing the souls of other human beings and just cherishing them and being grateful for it, a few things have come to my attention that seem to be not a process but natural unfoldings of growth and development so i want to share these with you like this is kind of like what do i see as you and i would stand beside a garden bed and if we could time lapse it everything from the beautiful rare discovery of a seed to planting it in fertile soil and watering it and then watching it first sprout and bloom and you know whatever it turns into whether it's a flower or a fruit or a weed doesn't really matter just that that process of being able to observe and understand how something goes from where it where it is or where it was to what it was destined to become that's what I'm going to try and just describe a little to you um there's a few steps that I've jotted down. So I'll tell you what they are. This is, and then we'll go through each of them. The, the kind of steps or the stages that make sense to me that I see as people un, untether their soul and operate with a bit more freedom and creativity in life. The first is acceptance. And yeah, I'm going to get right into that. So it's acceptance first, and then I see an openness occur in people once they've really accepted their situation and, and who they are or who they think they are, an openness and a welcoming of all things. And then from an openness and understanding and an awareness and going really deep beyond the, the flaws or the thresholds of what they thought they knew, into a much more profound place of understanding and awareness. So from openness into understanding and awareness, and most recently, these three things that have oh, just pumped the blood in my heart. The first is connection. And then from connection, commitment, and lastly, creation. So I'll just kind of rattle those off and reserve all rights to delete and modify in the future. I'm sure I'm just regurgitating some sort of process of, of 
I don't know, happiness that's been here before, but this is what makes sense to me at the moment. Everyone's got their 12 steps or their six steps. or their I don't want to be that, I'm not interested in, in coming up with that, but hey, this is on my heart to share with you. So the, the things or the processes or the stages that I, I tend to observe are acceptance, moving into openness, moving into understanding and awareness, and then into connection, commitment, and creation. So let's start with the first one, uh, acceptance. And for whatever state you find yourself in at the moment, before I would even want to encourage us to think about what may happen in the future or what may be possible, acceptance is the ultimate gift of peace and from it usually tears of gratitude flow for me and for the people I work with because acceptance is just this relief of no longer having to battle with the way we think things should be and just a moment of absolute honesty and and welcoming for the way things are so this insight that occurs and has kind of tattooed itself on my heart around acceptance is this, that the distance between how we think things should be and how they actually are is proportionate to our suffering. So the further away the idea in my head is about how I think things should be versus how they are, that gap is almost always proportionate to the level and depth of suffering. When I argue with how things are and I just don't accept what is, it's tense. I create tension. So the first thing, and it's a, it's a humbling experience, is for me to be with you or another human, for them to go, I just accept who I am my circumstances, and I'm not even going to try and change, right? I think, uh, I haven't done Alcoholics Anonymous, um, but I, I keep seeing flickers of what is a really powerful platform and process for people to go through. It doesn't matter if you're an alcoholic or not, but I get it. I think one of their stages is to, to take and search for a fearless inventory of ourselves. I love that. Like, do you have the, the courage to really have a look at yourself and your situation and call it as it is, or at least as you see it, right? Can we take a fearless inventory of ourselves and admit it? I, I've never been to confession, but I get the sense that this is part of the healing process that some people experience with just going, yep. I'm finally going to show you what's and all what the, is keeping me up at night and this cancerous hole inside of me that my, my thoughts and my guilt and my shame and my anger have been feeding. And someone just says, this is what's going on for me. It is cathartic for someone to be a witness to what appears to be the reality of our situation and to say, just accept it. There's a, a beautiful poem by Rumi that, that talks about that, welcoming in 
everything that is, not trying to filter out the bad and, and let the good in or even thinking in terms of good or bad, just going, okay, whatever is knocking at my door and constantly trying to barge through it because I've been defending it, just let it be and accept it first and then we can move because it is really hard to move from a place that you have not even identified yourself as standing on. Where are you standing, right? On what ground and on what foundation do you find yourself right now? Then we can move. So acceptance is the first one. Once I find that people have really accepted and, and listened and, and let go, they're trying to defend this idea of, of where they should be or who they should be, when they get past this idea of things needing to be different than the way they are, we move into openness. And again, I don't have formulas and prescriptions that, that I use for people. I just, to be honest with you, I pray and I ask to be guided by something bigger and more loving than the smallness of myself whenever I'm with people. That's it. I just go, look, I don't really have a name for it. I just... I ask for, I guess you, some would call it love to guide us, uh, yeah. So from acceptance into openness. So sometimes when I am working with people and they'll talk about their goals or what they want to achieve, um, there's this brilliant little acronym that I heard, uh, which is P-A-W, poor. And I'll ask someone when it seems like we are staring down the, the barrel of a significantly challenging task. These three questions, P-A-W, is it, is it possible for you to be or do what it is that you are wanting to be or do right now, right? So that, think about anything in your life right now. In the spirit of openness, say there is something that you want to achieve or some way of feeling or being that you would prefer to feel or believe, is it possible? Because if your mind is closed and you really think something is impossible, again, we probably need to come back into acceptance. Because when you let go of everything, then you are forced lovingly to create something. Right? So acceptance into openness, is it possible? And most people can get their heads around going, yeah, even if the stats are against me, there is a possibility that I can do this thing that we are considering creating together or do this task, right? Whatever it is. So is it possible? Yes, most things, if not all things are possible, proportionate to the level of belief you have in who you are or the beliefs you're hanging on to that hold you back. So from possibility into ability, P-A, do you have the ability to do it? So if you say to me, I would like to be able to run a marathon, is that possible? Most people say, yeah, right? Do you have the ability to do that right now? If the answer is no, then we can have a very practical, pragmatic conversation about what do you need to do in order to upskill and have the skills or the capacity or the capability that you need to, to be able to do this thing, right? So abilities can be taught or grown or learned or, you know, you get it, right? Abilities are the 
fun kind of putty of the world that we get to shape in ourselves so we can experience this human thing a bit better. So is it possible? Yeah, yeah, normally it is. Do, the, do you have the ability to do this? That'll be situation dependent and person dependent. But f really this openness, the last one in PAW is the one that really gets out of this cerebral sense. Are you worth it? Right? Do you hold yourself with enough regard and respect and kindness and openness to know that you are worth making this change for in your life? Is it possible? Yeah. Do you have the ability? Yeah. And if you don't, you can learn it. Are you worth it? Right? Again, now we are starting to get into a space of real soul level stuff. A lot of people don't think that they are worth it that they are worth investing in themselves and are worth the time and the energy to put into things, right? To have this happiness. I don't think I'm really worth being loved. That's a crazy thought. That's insane. You've forgotten that you already are loved, right? You create it. So I love openness, right? After acceptance, generally comes this openness to inviting new things. Is it, is, are there possibilities we can talk about? Do you have the ability and are you worth it? Oh, I could just spend significant levels of moments with people just to remind them and point them back to what they, they really have inside, that you are worth it. Every human being is worth more than measure beyond it so from acceptance and openness into understanding and awareness now i feel like a million books have been written on understanding and awareness and there are many ways for us to cultivate this deep listening is one of those uh you know stephen covey's seven habits for highly effective people um, has just a beautiful example in it about the you know four levels or it might be five levels of, of listening and deep listening right listening without projection or attachment and really tuning into the soul of another person can cultivate amazing levels of understanding and awareness exercises you know we can talk about meditation practices i feel like when i start to get into understanding and awareness that there is no prescriptive path. I have some tools that I use that are useful to me, but really I'm wanting to guide people back to trusting the compass and being aware of their inner compass to either create or find the tool or path thereafter. Right? I don't have a prescription that says follow these steps and you will understand and be more aware. The only thing I have is to remind you that you have that innate compass to know what to do, point you back to what you already have. I don't want you to be dependent on me or anyone else, on processes, on habits or tools or things to be okay and to create. I want you to remember that's who you are. You are a creator. So understanding and awareness. Um, you know, one thing that's worked for me 
around awareness. Uh, Dan Siegel, Dr. Dan Siegel wrote a book and it's the hardest book I've ever read because it was just full of neuroscience and terminology that just, whoa, it was an effort in commitment. But he's got a, a book um, where he talks about the wheel of awareness and is it a prayer or meditation practice? I don't really know, but I put the effort in to do that and uh, you know, most mornings without being dogmatic about it, I'll get up and I'll go through uh, the wheel of awareness and yeah, look it up. It could work for you, but goodness me, if you if you want to learn how to meditate or become more aware or, or go a little deeper in the way that you listen, phew, there's an abundance of stuff out there. Um, find what works for you. Uh, and if you can't be bothered and you just want to become more present and aware and find deeper levels of understanding, just pay attention to your breath. That'll do it. Uh, I really, I want to do another podcast on the miracle of breath, but for now, without any seconds to count or box shapes or techniques or tools or postures, I really, really believe that you have the secret to a deeper love and understanding for the gift of life just in bringing awareness to your breath. So go there. So just to backtrack, acceptance feels like this important place that I want to honor someone for who they are now and give them the space to bring all of that to the table. Right. Openness, what's possible for people. Right. Can, you, can you be willing to grow beyond the boundaries that you have created for yourself? Right. Can you be open to something beyond who and what you think you are now? Because after all, that's normally why we're stuck. And then understanding and awareness, deep listening, right? Go past thought. That's the last bit I'll say on understanding and awareness. Go beyond individual level thinking and this narrative and this nonstop information, right? There's so much information. I want to go before formation, formation. I don't know what you call it, right? But the plane of possibility if you do end up reading Dan Siegel's book. All right, so understanding and awareness and then these last three, uh, connection. Ooh. Oh. Nothing feels more electrically alive than to plug in with the spirit of another human being. And this, I know, has had so many bits of information and books and poetry and art and almost all of creation is hardwired to honour and love and search for the connection. And we are absolutely hardwired for it. I know that we are told that we are a social species, us human beings. You know what it is like to powerfully and undeniably share the sacred space and ground and air that we breathe with another person. Connection is it. And it is our lifeblood. 
it is not even just at the level of human interaction. When we reignite, or I should say, when we, when we remember that we are connected to the infinite source of love, it is on, man. <laughs> just, just know that connection is just such a gift. So reach out, right? I'm not saying everyone needs to become an extrovert. There is a time for withdrawal and the sacredness of solitude. In my personal experience, even when I am not with other human beings for a sustained period of time, in the quietest spaces, there is still an ever-present connection. And connections transcend the boundaries of time and space and matter. Forget what you know about our ability to be connected only with those that we appear to see or hear. It's why when you read a poem from an anthology written 200 years ago, you feel connected to the writer, right? It's when you dive into your spiritual book of choice. Right? For the people who read the Bible, it, it's not diving in and thinking through some historical passages. They call it the living word of God because it comes to life. And there are so many ways this happens, but to be connected at spirit level is to remember what was always there. Over to you for the rest of that. So from connection into commitment, I have been slow to grasp this because sometimes we feel like it's polite to not powerfully step into commitment to go, oh, you don't want to do that? Oh, that's okay. All right. Or I've got this reason why I'd like to do something else. Man, I'll tell you this. When one commits, the earth and the universe move around them to make that commitment burn into a fire of absolute life-giving love. When you commit and you get out of this place of belief and thought-based hesitancy, there is an ocean of power behind you. True commitment, not just dipping our foot in the water, but jumping in and taking a big breath as our head goes under. There is some other force behind proper commitment. There's a reason why connection is, a, a for me, so important because with commitment comes some of the most incredible energy and that flows into the last thing for me which is creation this for me is the whole game all of the the lead up to this is so necessary like filling your car with fuel to be able to to go on a most blessed road trip and journey right getting it serviced getting it ready making sure that you've learned how to drive or you can take the 
the metaphor as far as you want, but when you step down and put your foot on the gas and you are committed to moving, then we find ourselves in a moment-to-moment gift of creation. This is what we are here to do, to create anew, not to create something that is better than or faster than or any of that stuff. We are here to create so that we can remember the God-given blessing of creation itself. So I'll bring it full circle. If you have forgotten your innate capacity to create and how powerful that is, just take a step in that direction. Create something new. Everything that we seem to place value on in this world was created and the my closing thought for you is are we placing more value in what was created or are we coming back to the source of creation itself that dwells in you and is who you really are plug back into that and have a a lovely, lovely, lovely day. <laughs> See ya. Thanks so much for listening and sharing this space with me. I really, really hope this has served you well and it continues to do so for years to come. I love helping others. So if you would like to experience the power of creating together, please reach out to me. I'm here to help. And if you want to be on the podcast and leave a legacy, check out the contact details on my website, lindenrochford.com or you can find me on Facebook. I'd love to hear your story before I go. Wishing you so much love from the inside out. I'll see you soon.